When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app, or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. Thank you, Jonathan. All right, I want you, Myron Metcalf, to put on your imagination hat. I don't. Do those exist? No. They and told me I had one in, like, kindergarten, I remember they said. You had an uh, imagination I think hat. I made one out of, like, uh, you know, you make those hats. Oh, like sure. Those paper. Yeah. And you put it on and yeah. you started imagining things. Maybe that was because I was in trouble. Maybe that's what it Maybe it was, like, I uh, had. Oh, you're referring to a dunce cap? Yeah, maybe it was one of those. Yeah, could be. All right. Know. Well, let's restart this segment. <clears throat> okay. All right. Back here on Purple Daily, Matthew Collar, Myron Metcalf. Okay. I want you to think in your brain, Myron, okay. about a scenario that did not happen but could have if the Minnesota Vikings had won the Super Bowl in 2017, I was thinking about this on the flight home, about how somebody in the know walked up to me and said, you know that the Vikings are going 6-10 and 10 next year, right? It's like, well, <laughs> we don't even know what's going to happen in free agency of the draft yet, but I could see that yeah. because of where they're at. And this particular person was putting some pretty heavy value in losing all of the defensive talent that Zimmer has benefited from. And also, they had an easy schedule last year. They were very healthy last year. And the division is up in the air, but good. And if Detroit gets a little or a lot better, like let's say they draft Isaiah Simmons and he's unreal first year, and that defense is decent and Stafford's healthy, they win like nine games or more than that. They yeah. could be a team that takes a big jump. Patricia is a fool, obviously, but let's even say they win nine games and they beat you once, and then Green Bay drops back a little but could still win 10 or 11 games, and then Chicago, if they change quarterbacks, they're legit too, and all of a sudden you're at the bottom of the division. Things can happen just like that in football. At this moment, I think Vikings fans are in a state of sort of, um, they understand what their fate is here, that they're not going to be a Super Bowl team necessarily in 2020. I don't think the team thinks that. I think the team still believes this is the the window to win. Yeah, you got to act like that. Right. If they had won the Super Bowl, how would we feel about this team now? Would we feel the same way as you feel a little bit trapped? You feel like there's no easy way out of this situation. There's no left tackle you draft who just makes you the best team in the league next year. Um, You can't just snap your fingers and make it happen. Or would people want to rip it apart? I guess that's my question. If they had won in 2017 the Super Bowl, we had the parade. Uh, it went right past here from Minneapolis to St. Paul. Yeah. And 
Uh, everyone, no, nobody would have made it that far, by the way, no, after winning the Super Bowl. Of course they not. Would just stumbled. Be just be downtown. And, yeah, that would have been. That was a our location joke. Yeah. Um, do you think that people would be like, okay, well, we won that Super Bowl, and now let's just shred it apart and then rebuild it up again and try to win one in, in a few more years? Or would they be still saying, hey, this is the winning window. We have to try and win now. That's a layered question, right? I mean, I guess my first thought is how do Eagles fans feel at this point? I think a lot of them want to blow everything up. I mean, mm-hmm. they've had a lot of challenges since their Super Bowl run. And, and I think if you're an Eagles fan, you look at that and go, everything worked out. Might not happen yeah. again for a long time. Yeah. Everything worked out. So I think they would feel a lot like Eagles fans, but without Carson Wentz. Because to me, if you win in 2017, that means Case Keenum has played well in the NFC title game. He's played well, most likely in the Super Bowl. And now you have to sign. Because you can't, you're not justified in going out and getting another quarterback when this guy just won the Super Bowl. Uh, so now maybe you give him the two years we've seen with Kirk Cousins so far. And if there's a major drop off, which by all, looking at what he's done since, there there might have been. Now I think you're in you're in worse shape. Um, but but I do think, respective to sort of the fan base, I think a lot of people would feel like. We got 2017, and we can live off that for a, a long, long time. If we got to blow it up to go out and find the right quarterback moving forward, I think people would be okay with that because if you had won the Super Bowl, you would buy yourself a, a, a lot of time. Like Eagles fans are still living off what happened in 2017, despite mm-hmm. the questions about Carson Wentz and his health, despite the questions about all the injuries they've had on that team. Right. But I do think they're like, we'll, we'll, we'll take it. But I just think the biggest factor here would be you would have had to sign Case Keenum, right? I mean, I don't know how you – because in that scenario, he has played well on the road against the Eagles. They go to the Super Bowl in Minneapolis. Yeah. And Case Keenum is a star there as well. How do you – Or at least does enough to win Yeah, I, I don't know Bowl. how you go in that scenario – Let's go out and get a different quarterback who helps us win a quarter so, uh, Super Bowl. I'm, I'm glad you went down this road because this was going to be part of my question. If they had re-signed Case Keenum, how different would it be? Uh, because in terms of the win-loss record of the last two years, I don't think it's that different. Keenum went to a really bad Denver situation and was really bad, and their coach got fired. Then he goes to Washington, and they were really bad, and yep. their coach got fired. And I don't think that that was all Case Keenum's fault. It's just who he is. But here, he had a special rapport with Diggs and Thielen, and they didn't get worse over the last two years. This year, they beat one team with a winning record, and that was Philly. And Case Keenum probably could have won that game. Against Dallas, they handed off ten times in a row on the game-winning drive. Yep. Uh, Delvin Cook carried the offense early in the season, and then they just threw downfield, which Keenum was able to do to throw to an open Stephon Diggs and Thielen in 17. So I think that they probably have the same amount of wins over the last two years. He would not have worked out with John Filippo, probably. He would have made up for the offensive line a little better, probably. Yeah. A few of those interceptable passes probably get picked, and then they don't make the playoffs the following year. And no one would have cared because they won the Super Bowl the year before. But where you might be in a better situation if they had signed Case Keenum than Kirk Cousins is you wouldn't be talking about, oh, yeah, well, we have to sign this guy for five more years. Because you would have 
thought we were never really all in on this guy anyway. And even yeah. if he won the Super Bowl, you would not have signed him to an $84 million contract. It would have been more like reasonable. Uh, sort of a soft yeah. jumping into it. Uh, much more reasonable because he was a one-year wonder. And that's kind of what made me think of it, is even if they had won the Super Bowl and gone with Keenum, that right now we would be talking about which one of these quarterbacks do you want. You can draft them, you can sit them for a year, you could start rebuilding a lot of different areas with a patient mindset. Now it feels like there's a lot of anxiety out there at TCO Performance Center and with the general manager, with the coach. Of course there should be. Even if they feel like the one playoff win bought them some time, when you're looking down the road, it's like, well, okay, you got one playoff win in two years out of your $84 million quarterback, and your roster is getting less talented next year unless you make some genius moves. You would feel, I think, a lot more secure with what you have to do and not, not bring back Everson Griffin mm-hmm. and not try to restructure Linval Joseph or something like that. Like you could let guys go and draft players and trade guys for draft assets and things like that. Things that you actually need to do and feel a lot more secure in them and be talking about potentially drafting a quarterback to sit for a year and play had it worked out that way. So you're saying, so is there a scenario where they should have just kept Keenum? I mean, is that what you're essentially saying? Because, you know, if... The presumption is his run wouldn't have been that much different than Kirk Cousins, then the Super Bowl doesn't matter in that argument, right? It probably doesn't, um, but I think that was the only way he was going to stay. Yeah. So that's kind of why I use that as the starting point for the conversation. But also, everything that they did after, including signing Cousins, but other, other stuff too, just a, a mindset to try and put Garrett Bradbury right into the offensive line. Let's draft a center in the first round, which if you do that, the guy better be great. Normally that does not happen. Let's draft a center in the first round because that's what we need right now this year. Normally you don't take that mindset at the draft, but this team had to last year. So maybe they take a different mindset. And I still think Bradbury could be a good player. Usually the first year doesn't tell you much about an offensive lineman and how good they're going to be. So I think he can be good. But that was a desperation pick. Oh, we got Coobs here. We got to have this outside zone. We got to have. So I think they've been greatly influenced. And how about bringing back Anthony Barr mm-hmm. at a huge price tag, reworking all these contracts, spending all these money to get yourself into cap hell? If you win in 17, I don't think you do a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And, and I, you know, if Case Keenum, though, is presented with some of the same situations, if Case Keenum is playing the Packers, and they're terrible in the first half on Monday Night Football. Without Dalvin Cook, is Case Keenum a difference maker in that scenario? Probably not. You know, so I, to, to me, you would assign Case Keenum. I do think there would have been a drop-off, and I don't think the team would have, would have been as competitive. Now, I don't think there's like a three-win, four-win gap or something between the two, but, you know, I don't know that they're necessarily – if this is a drop off, if it's, if it's not just about the organizations that he was attached to, then perhaps you do take uh, a, a step back. But I think overall, can you win some of those tough games that champions win? I mean, that to me is what it comes down to. And even with the Kirk Cousins, you're going to find yourselves in those scenarios again. And that's how six and 10 happens because you're in those close games where you've got to have a big player or two down the stretch, and if it doesn't go your way, now you are 8-8. Eight and eight. Now you mm-hmm. are 7-9. And I think that is just, that's going to be the reality under Kirk Cousins, no matter what. Like, I think that doesn't change with the Minnesota Vikings 
that that is just where they are positioned as an organization right now. I don't think they have a quarterback who's good for an extra two, three, or four wins, like obviously a Mahomes is or a Deshaun Watson or someone like that. So if you have that scenario, you're always rolling the dice, always in that scenario. And that's why you can end up being a playoff team and squeezing in there and maybe beating the Saints or you go 7-9 and nine or something like that and you're out of the playoffs. That's how, that's how what It feels like that's what you have to be comfortable with as a Vikings fan. And, and that's where if we play it out and they win in 17 and sign Keenum to a, let's say, three-year deal. Yeah. That is really heavy on the first two years in terms of money. And then now we know we're getting to the end of the road. Where with Cousins, what he's done has been just good enough. And especially the statistics have been very strong. And last year they were really good under Kubiak and with a very easy schedule. And uh, he gets the playoff win, which there was not luck to it. It's not like he dominated that game. But you go on the road in New Orleans and you throw a great touchdown pass at the end. You earned that. You deserve credit for that. But then you also deserve just as much criticism for throwing 29 passes for 172 yards in San Francisco. And, you know, we just, you know, it's the offensive line's fault because it always is, I guess. But there were opportunities to potentially win that game, and that didn't happen. We got... You know, the typical Kirk interception at the wrong time and that sort of thing. And so if we play it out with Keenum in as the quarterback, he wins the Super Bowl and they say, all right, we're riding with you, Case, let's go forward. Instead of 8-7-1, and one, maybe they're 7-9 and nine in 2018. At, I just don't see them as being a 6-10 and 10 team because they still had a really good defense and they still had way more weapons than Keenum had in Denver. And then this year, so they improve it, they go back to the right scheme. Kubiak has made everybody great his whole career and runs a similar kind of thing as Pat Shermer. And let's say they win nine or ten games because the schedule was easy. I don't know what game they won this year that they don't win with Case Keenum. And maybe you lose in New Orleans instead. And then you're saying we have to make a lot of major changes if we ever want to get back to this situation. So we have to move on from Keenum. Maybe we change coaches Maybe we're drafting a quarterback at the top. And it's just, if I lay it out for you like that, which scenario sounds more nice to a Vikings fan? Like, oh, well, moving on from the quarterback. And having a cap space to do it. Right, right. right. You you don't bring back everybody because you're a little more shrewd because you can be secure in your position. I think, but a lot of what you're describing is not just signing Case Keenum, signing Case Keenum to a favorable deal where the money's front-loaded. And right. now you're going into So maybe you three. do get the same number of wins because you could spend another place. So the cap is a big part. I mean, you can't talk about Kirk Cousins without talking about, what is it, a fourth biggest cap hit in the league this year? Third or fourth? Um, that to me is, that's the position you put yourself in when you know you have a proven MVP level candidate, in my opinion. You've got a guy who you go, we're going to put some guys around him. Some of them will be will be pretty good. Others maybe not, but he's going to still get the most out of them. I think the frustrating part is when you have that kind of cap hit and that's not the guy you have at quarterback. So I think what we're talking about with Case Keenum is he's not getting $84 million guaranteed over three right. years. Yes, uh, for sure. He is coming in at a more reasonable situation, which then going into this crucial offseason, maybe the most important offseason in, in a long time for this organization. He's going into this you're going into this feeling like you have a quarterback, maybe it's time to move in someone behind him, groom someone, but also you've got the cap space to add some pieces. And that's the position they're really not in. You don't want to be coming off uh, you know, a, a playoff exit 
where your quarterback didn't look great and not really having any money to spend. Like, we're talking about cutting. I mean, that's been the entire offseason conversation. What can they cut? Yeah. Uh, And that's not a fun position to be in. Whereas you're looking around the league and there are a number of teams that have big, big money to spend. And you'd rather be in that position with Case Keenum on a favorable deal. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what you have. But I understand in that moment feeling like 2017, if we get that quarterback, then that's all we need. Yeah, And if we are sort of locked into this, if we are financially strapped, it won't matter because we'll have one of the best teams in the league. To spin that way and to put yourself in that position and then to not have that, that's just the perpetual frustration uh, of this entire scenario. And I never felt that signing Kirk to a deal that big was any sort of long-term play. It was the chips to the center of the table. It's coming off of a year where you felt you were that close. So what can we do to carry on our high level of quarterback play? Because we don't think Keenum's going to continue it. And we're afraid that Teddy's knee is going to fall apart and he's never going to play again or never going to be a full-time starter again. And, and so it was understandable, but you knew the risk when you got into it was basically the situation you're in now. It's like, if this goes not great and you don't get back to the NFC Championship, guess where you're going to be in two years? Salary cap hell, yep. who are you cutting, who are you releasing, you're going to have to tear the thing apart, and then in the final year, potentially, of his deal, you won't be that competitive of a team. I mean, they're going to be decent, but they're not looking like a Super Bowl contender, really, uh, unless a lot of things just fall their way in the NFC like they did in, in 2017, with Aaron Rodgers getting hurt and so forth, and they go 13-3 and and get a home playoff game. And even then, it wasn't quite enough with a lot of the same pieces. So now you're going to lose a lot of these good players and, and going to replace them with who knows who. And, and that's just hard to sell as, okay, now you're going to be a Super Bowl contender. So it's almost like the um, the test where you put a marshmallow down in front of somebody and you say, okay, if you don't eat this for 15 minutes, then I'll give you two marshmallows. Yeah. And the Vikings just went... No, go, go, go. Give me the marshmallow. The right. Vikings F3. Yeah. But now yeah. they didn't get their two marshmallows, and they're in a really tough spot now. So I guess just, I don't know, I was thinking about so, that a lot as, as I left Indy. So so why shouldn't fans give up then? What's the hope? Like Why should they be hopeful? Well, it's football. I mean, that's one. So What does that mean? It means that, you know, you just never know, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, San Francisco was 4-12 and last year. And things went right for them. Their coach is brilliant. Their Nick Bosa went totally right. right. Yeah, yeah. Nick, Bo- Nick Bosa, yeah. But, I mean, their quarterback played extremely well. Yeah. And their offense had their quarterback playing extremely well. Um, they won in the playoffs because they got great matchups. They matched up perfectly against the two teams they faced. They faced quarterbacks who love to hang on to the ball and get sacked. And, boy, did they sack them. Yeah. <laughs> they were healthy when they went into the playoffs. Not for the full year, but when they yeah. went to the playoffs. Yeah, a lot of injuries. We've seen it go right for the Vikings a bunch of times in their history. Once a decade, they're in the NFC Championship, and they blow it. And uh, But all those years, things click into place. 2009, not just Favre was amazing, but also when I look up their easiest schedules, that one shows up. That they had a schedule go right for them. They had a home playoff game. And, you know, and so things click into place every couple of years, and you have to win when that happens. It didn't for the Vikings in 2017. clicked into place, but you didn't come through. And win, so you never really do know when your next chance is going to pop up. If Rodgers gets hurt again, Stafford gets hurt again, all of a sudden you just sweep right through the NFC North. You, know, you could see all these things happening. 
But in terms of believing that they can win in Cousins' final year, I have trouble seeing next year's team being better than this year's team in terms of total talent. And that's what makes it hard. And if you were to go back in time, let me just push the button and make this different, try that different scenario. Not that they won the Super Bowl, but maybe you went the other way with the quarterback situation. Then this time right now is super fun for us because we are debating quarterbacks 24-7 for who they're going to draft. We are talking about free agents because you have cap space to spend on them. Let's get this guy. Let's get that guy. Do you want Jadavion Clowney? Well, you can afford him. Now we're in a place where we kind of look at each other and go, hey, I wonder what they're going to do here. Yeah, it's it's like being in a grocery store as a kid and you want maybe some gum or some licorice. Your mom's like, no, it's not on the list. You know, you're just looking at it. That's all it is. The Vikings can do. They can really kind of look uh, at free agency and the combine and hope, but they just don't have the flexibility or or the money to spend. What are the chances that we look back at 2019 and say, that was the best year under Kirk Cousins, no matter what happens, whether there's an extension. Great, great chance at that, I think. Yeah, I think so, great too. Great chance. I mean, normally, just based on his numbers, somebody puts up 107 or whatever it was quarterback rating, they don't often do it again. Yeah. And I asked Mike Zimmer that, and he said the answer is improving the offensive line to keep him at that level. Okay, well, great, but how? First year, left tackle, just yeah. throw him into the fire? See how that works out for you? Okay. I mean, yeah. Usually it doesn't. So um, I think they could probably be this good again, but it won't be really soon. That's be- frustrating. Yeah. Well, this is fun. I think we made people happy. I think people are smiling about what's to come Only in 2020. Oklahoma football fans, because we talked about wanting Jalen Hurts. Um, let me ask you a question just before you go. So uh, who's Tom Brady playing for? What, what do you mean? Next year? Yeah. Not right now. He's not playing for anybody. I'll be with the Patriots. This this is all smoke and mirrors. He's not going to Vegas. You played along with my fun scenario, and then you're like, Patriots. He wants to go to Vegas. You don't want to go to Vegas. Vegas. They're not a good team now, though. You want to hang out in Vegas. You don't want to play in Vegas. You you don't want to go to... What about L.A.? Wherever. I mean, who's going to show up? A guy who loves the attention? To see Tom Brady? People show up. You've been to L.A. I know. People don't care. They're busy. They don't care. A lot of and shopping they, and they show on. up. They show up midway through the third quarter, and they're out by the end of the fourth. <laughs> Which, having gone to a couple of Dodgers games, I get it. Yes, you have to park a zillion miles away unless you want to pay uh, like one hundred and fifty bucks for parking. And, and and who's leaving the beachfront? Anybody? Oh. Nobody. You got to get up from the beach. You're not doing that. I mean, you get into like Just November, to see Brady? and the beach isn't as nice. Then. Just to see Brady? Yeah, people would see Brady. I don't know. He'll be in, he'll be with the Patriots. I guarantee it. All right, Myron, this was fun. We'll do it again next week. All right, man. Uh, When we return, I want to talk a little bit more about Brady and also Matt Harmon, who does a thing called Reception Perception, where he watches for the top wide receivers all of their routes and tracks a bunch of different things, and he's done some work on Stephon Diggs that's very interesting. So we'll talk with him. Zolgad will be in here at 3.30. We're back in Minnesota. And if you were wondering, by the way, the weather was terrible in Indianapolis. So I came back and looked at my app, the weather app, and said, oh, good to be back. The weather's going to be better here. Usually when I travel, I want to go to New Orleans or San Francisco where it's going to be nicer. It was not. So, all right, we'll be right back. You're listening to Purple Daily on Score North. Listen and win with the free Score North mobile app this month. One lucky winner will win a $200 gift card to Amazon.com. Just for having and using the app, register your app, listen to your favorite Score North content, and you could be a winner. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 3. 
It was my first time traveling alone. Packed my car with hiking boots, a camera, and my dog, Randy. I don't know what I was searching for. Maybe it was something new with adventure. Maybe it was the idea of vacation I would never expect. Filled with wildlife, national parks, rivers. Whatever it was I set out to find, it was all there and more. Because there's so much South Dakota, so little time. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.